0: Hello everyone, it's your favorite homeboy Zach, iconic Thomas Welcome into So Far, So Hood The place for those who are misunderstood, baby This is your home Kick your feet up, let's talk about some things And let's spill some tea Yo, yo, yo Is it on? Is the mic on? Is the mic on? Okay? Because I didn't hit play about five times. And each time, the mic (laughs) has not been on. So, I'm assuming she's on. I just want to welcome everyone back to another episode of So Far So Hood. Thank you for coming back. Because, baby, if you're still here, you must really like you some Zach Iconic Thomas. Okay? Because this one... This one's going to get a little bit spicy, this one in particular, but I just want to ask how everyone's doing. If you're listening to these all in one room or if it's a different day, I just hope you're doing well. And I know you're doing well because if you're listening to this podcast, you are a champion. You are a baddie. And I know you are tough and you make it through everything. So it's all good. It's all good in the hood. And today we have some beautiful, beautiful headlines. Because we will be reviewing the Forever Purge, which, which was the latest installment of the Purge franchise. And we will be discussing the 2024 election, which is very important. It's very important, and people are not talking about it at all. And our topic for the day will be how to save America, where we will talk about the things that are going on as far as elections gerrymandering and all that good stuff it's gonna get very in-depth but i'm gonna explain it to you i got you i really do got you so we're gonna talk about these things let's get into these things to start off our weekly run-up we will be talking about the forever purge and all that goodness all that illegal goodness like just 12 hours of just chaotic mess if you don't watch the purge movies you're missing out because they are some of the best films In my opinion, in my black opinion, they are some of the best movies because you just the chaotic mess. It's amazing. It's amazing. But the Forever Purge in particular, it is the final installment. Well, we'll get into that later. It is, quote unquote, the final installment of the Purge franchise. And this one follows a group of people who attempt to escape the United States after insurrectionists create a movement that. It pretty much continues on The Purge after The Purge has ended, which is a very interesting take. I enjoyed that. It was more action-packed and Rotten Tomatoes. This is what the girls have to say, okay? I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you. So, the critic's consensus says, The Forever Purge fails to fully engage with most of its frighteningly timely themes, but the franchise... The franchise remains largely, albeit bluntly, effective. So that's what the critics say. The critics rated rated a forty seven percent on the tomato meter. The audience says it's more predictable and less satisfying than some of the other purge movies. But franchise fans looking for an action, looking for an action. Oh, I read that wrong. Franchise fans looking for action will find it here. Yeah. And the audience says they give it a 78%. So yeah, there's a clear divide between the critics and the audience. And hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This this movie, without spoiling it, I like that it it oh, let me find my words. Let me find my words. So if you rank the Purge movies, I think it comes in fifth place because the other ones are just so good. Like just the scenarios they're in, it's like you can't beat them. You can't top them. But this one, it had very strong native representation and it discussed immigration and social issues. And it really it took on that political type feel that. The other movies had. And it, it always goes into a different aspect. And this one was very. It gave you more. It was more cultural. More more embedded in social issues. Which was very interesting to watch. And yeah. Much like the critics consensus says. It is missing most of its. The frighteningly timely themes. It's more action based. Which was very interesting. I was like okay this is cute. It, it was nice. And the movie is one hour and 44 minutes long. And baby, when I tell you, I felt like I was in that movie for three hours because it was cold. It was cold. It was cold. It was, it should not have been that cold by the time I had um picked up my tenders. They were ice cold because they had frozen from the time I picked them up. And was about to put it in my mouth. It was that cold in the theater. They were not playing no games. And besides it being cold, cold as polar bear punani, it was an overall, like, enjoyable experience. Like, come on now. The Purge movies are always enjoyable because chaotic mess, like chaotic mess, chaotic mess. How many times does it need to be repeated? Like, it makes for the best movies. It makes for the most captivating movies all the time. Like, the first few ones... The storyline just, it always has me on the edge of my seat. Like, I just love them. I love them to death. And the alarm, iconic. Iconic. Everyone knows the alarm. You play the alarm in public, people know. People know. And that's what makes a movie iconic. Because what's your impact? What is your impact? What did you do to reset the game? And that's what the Purge franchise has done. And that's what it will continue to do. Because... This one has so far, so far, is going to do way more than this by the time this gets put out, but $37 doll hairs in the box office worldwide, so the Purge movies always make money. They always make money, and we all, we all, we all have imagined what the Purge would be like in real life, and let me tell you something, let me tell you something, my black ass would be at work. At work, especially if I was still working at McDonald's, they would have my black ass at work taking orders. Chats ringing, but that 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 bullets flying, cars blowing up. On uh, the whole ordeal, the whole shebang, I'm gonna be at that window, ten toes down taking orders. Okay, they not gonna be playing them games with me. Like they put you on Christmas, they put you on Thanksgiving, they definitely gonna put you on Purge night. Like you think McDonald's is gonna close? No. McDonald's and Waffle House, you can still go out to eat. So, that's where I would be on Purge night. Like I don't know about you. I don't. I no, don't, mm, nah, yeah, I would be at work. Cause they would have me on. They would have me. I wouldn't be participating in the the festivities at all. And due to the overall iconic iconicness of the Purge and all this all this glory that it has to offer, and all the money that it makes, and the impact that it's had. The Forever Purge was supposed to be the final in the franchise, but mama, that would not be the final movie. That would not be the last movie because producer Jason Blum has been trying to get a sixth film pushed. In in my prediction, in my intuition, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I see a sixth Purge movie changing the landscape and just making more money and making more people happy. Like make more movies. Don't stop. Don't stop making movies. The same thing with Tyler Perry and Medea. Don't stop making these movies. Who is asking you to stop besides you, please? Who is asking you to stop besides you? No one. Okay. And speaking of chaos, violence and destruction of America, We will be talking about the 2024 election. (laughs) This will be something that I update you on. I will be giving you constant, not constant, but every so often we'll talk about something that relates to the 2024 election because people don't talk about it. And it's something that's very detrimental that especially younger people, they do not pay any attention to. So let's go through a few updates, a few. I'm going to try to run through these really quickly. So, July 1st, <laughs> the ex-resident of the White House, Donald J. Trump, stated that he made his decision on the 2024 election whether he was going to run. And when asked by Sean Hannity of Fox News if he made up his mind, he said yes, and then he gave um a crusty little smile so that crusty little smile that crusty little smile means something so i'm going to read you this article from the hill this says trump answers trump trump's answer comes days after he held his first rally Post-presidential rally in Ohio Where he talked about the catastrophe Of the Biden administration Trump has been seen At the top of multiple polls for Republican Contenders for the 2024 election Which is very true But he would Still have a crowded field if he were To choose to run which is a lie Which is a lie and let me tell you Why that is Not true at all So Donnie Boy has stated that he's been considering running. So why wouldn't he run? Therefore, it's safe to assume that he is going to run. But you never know. You never know what the actual answer could be. So you have prominent figures in the Republican Party like Nikki Haley, who is the former governor of South Carolina, former Secretary Mike Pompeo, and current current Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, all saying no, that they're not going to run in 2024 if the ex-resident of the White House decides he wants to run again. So they're backing off. They're tucking their tail between their legs and they're going wherever they please. And I'm pretty sure if Donnie Boy were to run, he would. The field would be clear for him to get the nomination. The only president to have two non-consecutive terms was Grover Cleveland, who was the 22nd and the 24th president. And I don't foresee that happening for the the twice impeached ex president of the White House. However, comma, in the Republican primary, it's won by a simple plurality, you see, so no matter how many people are in there, whoever gets the most votes, that's really who wins. You don't have to get 50% of the overall vote. If you get 20% and that's just how the cards fall, that 20% can land you the nomination in a way. So Donald Trump and the influence he holds over the Republican Party, he would just sweep through the primaries and automatically become the nominee. Pretty Pretty sure. So... Let's let's really let this sink in and the detriment to society that this will be in our democracy and young people not taking this stuff seriously enough. For instance, the nation's top military officer was worried about what Trump would do to hold power. And these are the type of things you really have to worry about with a grown man who is supposed to represent your country So the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, worried that the ex-resident would try to use the military to attempt a coup after the 2020 election. You heard that right. A coup. A coup on the United States of America and the things that this could even... The fact that this could even potentially happen is this has gotten way too out of hand. Everyone needs to go get them a pack of new ports. Everyone needs to chill out, literally, because the detriment that this is to our democracy is it's very deep and it's very dangerous and I'm gonna keep updating on this situation, going more in depth. But we're not gonna to go too too deep because this top, this topic, this segues into our topic. So we it, it all blends together because Trump, Trump, Donald Trump, Trumpy boy, the ex president. I don't know how successful you're gonna be considering you're blocked on Pinterest and you blocked on Google and you blocked on the calculator app and all this good stuff. So in uh, the um the ex-resident of the White House, he, he runs a little blog. And it's so funny to read it sometimes, but no one talks about it. And that's the fun part. We're not supposed to talk about it. But his response to this was so ridiculous. Sorry to inform you, but an election is my form of a coup. And if I was to do a coup, one of the last people I would want to do, a, do it with would be General Mark Milley. So, he said if he were to do a coup, he would not want to do it with General Mark Millie. So, yeah, I guess that was his serve for the day. But we're going to take a quick break because that was a lot. I'm out of breath. All right. So today's very important topic is saving America. And you may be asking, Zach, why do we need to save America? Everything, well, everything's not fine, but there's no need to save the mess that it already is. It's okay. Well, you know how you think that closet you have is a mess? Imagine that closet. Imagine Miley Cyrus is coming in on a wrecking ball. He's just breaking through your closet and there's just bricks Everywhere, plus that mess. That's what's gonna happen if people my age, AKA people who are 18 to around 35, if we don't really start paying attention to the importance of election integrity. For instance, there are 380 bills in the state legislature which are only rooted in the purpose of getting rid of the vote. To make it as simple as possible, to diminish the vote of people of color, people who have gotten the right to vote through the Voting Rights Act, people who have their ancestors and their grandmothers have fought, bled and died over the right to vote. The people who are saying that their vote doesn't count are the same people the Republicans are like. These are the ones where we can pass laws to where they're not even going to notice what we are doing. So when the 22 elections come up and the 2024 elections come up, we're going to have that advantage over the Democratic Party, because that's where the people of color vote. They vote with the Democrats. And what's the most detrimental is that it's not about a difference of opinion. It's about the truth over a lie You have the election of 2020, which was the most secure and safe election in history. 150 million people getting out to vote in the midst of a whole Pandora bread. So they they really want to reverse whatever achievements that occurred in the 2020 election. The, The fact that For a state's electoral votes to be tossed out, it takes a majority in the House and the Senate to vote. Therefore, we're making it a possibility that votes can be tossed out. And they are making more laws to where they can send certain electors to states to where your votes can be tossed out, regardless of how you voted. And that's what's going on behind the scenes right now. So you have the fact that the tweet 2022 elections are coming up And The Democrats hold a slim majority In the House and the Senate Due to the fact that Democrats had the House in the 2020 Election they were able to Prevent a lot of The tactics that Republicans were using to try to overturn The fair election So therefore Say the Republicans Were to win the House And the Senate 2024 comes along, the election that everyone pays attention to when really it's the the smaller ones that are the most important. So when that election comes along, they can just throw out whatever votes are cast. If they hold both the House and the Senate, who knows what could happen no matter how you vote. And that's the the dangerous thing about paying attention to your local elections. Your local elections is the key to getting whatever you want. A lot of the time, people target their. They target their their problems with the president, which is, of course, he's your president. He represents the country. However, where you really get the the dramatic effects from is going to call your senator, going to call your representative and being like, yo, what you doing? What are you doing? You can call these people. These are these people work for you, your local representative, your local senator. The fact that if you walk up to a stranger, you ask them, did your representative vote to overturn the election that was free and fair And people don't know if their local representative voted to overturn their vote. Potentially, it just flies over their head. These things you have to you have to hold these people accountable the most. The local people in your area, this is where you're going to get the the most significant change. This is where the most progress happens and progress happens faster when you go to. Your local level and. constituents, which are the people of the state, that's who your public service work for. That's who they answer to. So putting pressure on them to pass certain legislation is the key to getting most of these things done because the president only enforces the laws. It's Congress who makes them and people don't understand that. In addition to addition to the the danger of the election being overturned, there's also partisan gerrymandering that is occurring to diminish the vote of colored people. That's really what it's rooted in. It's rooted in racism and prejudice. And after the Supreme court is continuously passing Cases and voting to get the Voting Rights Act is just making it a perfect storm for the 2022 elections to be something more successful for the Republican Party. Just based off unethical behaviors alone, because the Republicans can win the House based on gerrymandering alone. That's the thing. And that's a fact. For instance, you have Representative Ronnie Jackson stating, We have redistricting coming up, and the Republicans control most of the process and in most of the states and around the country. So that alone should get us the majority back. His words, not mine. And it's correct. It's correct. They could win back the majority in the House based off. Redrawing the lines and redistricting to where certain people are clumped together to where they only have one representative that holds any effect in in Congress. For instance, in Mississippi, there's one Democrat representative because all the people of color are clumped together in that area. So therefore it makes it harder for, say, a Democratic representative to be voted on in an area that's drawn with you know more people who are not of color so it's all a mind game and it's all tricks that are pulled behind the scenes that young people must pay attention to and we must take action because look they're lame all right they're lame they're lame all right at the end of the day they're lame and we not and we're not about to let this slide all right we're not about to let this slide all right no we're not about to let this slide uh-uh uh uh-uh, I'm starting to get mad now. Um, uh uh-uh, mm, uh-uh, no, 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 And you you might be asking, how are we not going to let this slide? How are we not going to let this slide? Okay, we have class, all right? We have class. We're not going to go up to the Capitol and smear doo-doo on the walls, all right? We have class. We're not going to bring a noose to the Capitol and threaten our local officials, all right? We have class, the difference of opinion on the president and the vice president, everyone has their opinions. I have my opinion, and mine is very powerful. And the fact that we have someone in the White House who's proposing legislation to help us, to help us get out of this, and it must be passed. It must be passed. It is called the For the People Act, also known as HR1, which is It is so important to preventing democracy from pretty much crumbling apart within the next two to four years. Who knows? The For the People Act, it gets dark, dark money out of politics. It ensures same day voter registration and ensures online registration. Like, oh, my God, online registration. Like, why? Why is it not online in all 50 states? You know why? Because they don't want you to vote. It would also make Election Day a federal holiday. That way you can be off work for Election Day, which is how it should be. That day we should be focusing on what the hell is this country going to be for the next so and so years after these results are announced. So Election Day should be a federal holiday and the the People Act would do that. The bill will also attempt to thwart gerrymandering by requiring states to use independent commissions to draw congressional district lines except with states with only one congressional districts. Partisan gerrymandering would be prohibited, which you would think that that's common sense by now, but it's not. The politicians who draw the lines obviously draw them in their favor, favor. And for 2022... Pay attention to these things because it's about time. It's not if not now, then when if not now, then when the bill is this is stuff to help the country. It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's about ensuring democracy that each each side gets its fair chance, period, period, that each side has a fair chance and that people are able to vote and able to exercise their greatest superpower in this country, which is voting. And the for the people act is overwhelmingly popular because it makes sense. And the Republicans, they don't want to get into it. They don't want to get into it. They don't, they don't want it in the Senate. They don't want it in the Senate because they voted to not even take up debating the bill. It was a 50, 50 vote, which if you think that 50 senators, is enough to accomplish anything, then I'm. there's a mistake because there is a whole process called the filibuster, which we will discuss in a whole new episode because right now, the whole core premise is that we need to be holding the people in the Senate accountable, holding the people in Congress accountable because this is where you're really going to be Getting this this major piece of legislation passed, and due to the Voting Rights Act being sections of it just strike down in the Supreme Court, you there must be something to to heal over all the the racism and the prejudice that is going on. So, in your elections, look up what's going on in twenty twenty two for your election. Look up who's running. Maybe if you're of a certain age, you can get up and run yourself because one thing's for certain the twenty twenty election it was stood audit after audit, court case after court case, federal courts, all types of courts, basketball courts, tennis courts, supreme courts, all types of different courts, eighty different judges that were appointed by the ex-resident, Donald Trump himself, and arguments were heard. There was no evidence. There is no evidence. There needs to be voting legislation passed, and there must be a stop to Republicans diminishing the vote of people of color because of the big lie that the 2020 election was quote-unquote no, we're not even going to say, we're not even going to say the nasty word because it wasn't, it was not. And the fact that it's being turned around into a believable lie, is crazy. It's wild town. It's wild town. It's wild town. Like, wow, this is actually insane. Someone save America. We need Captain America to come up in here. He's still alive. I, I don't watch her superhero movies. Is he still alive? Because baby, this is ridiculous. But it does not have to be so bad. It does not have to be so bad if people of a younger age would get up, stand up. Now, I'm hearing all this about a strike. Okay, how are we going to plan a strike if we can't even get out to vote? If we can't even get out to vote to walk to a location and stand in line and fill out a piece of paper, how are we going to do a strike? Come on now. Come on now. There's Senate elections in Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, Wisconsin, Florida. Those are swing states. If you live in any of those states, do your thing. Bust your neck. Not literally, not literally, please don't. But bust your neck, please. Because when it comes to the House, House Republicans have raised $45.4 million over the last three months, which is Nearly ten more than ten million more than the Democrats. So y'all play with play with democracy if you want to. Play with democracy if you want to. On July 13th, the President of the United States, President Joseph Robinette Biden, stated, This is the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. The Confederates never reached the Capitol. The insurrectionists on the sixth did. So let that sink in, let that sink in, open the door for the sink. Let the sink walk in. Let the sink take a seat. Let the sink walk around. Really let, let that sink in those words that are having to be said. And it's just, everyone's just living their life like it's golden. Everyone's just living their life like it's golden. Okay. All right. I said it. So I said it right here. On so far. So hood. I said it right here. On so far. So hood. All right. All right. And if you're still listening beyond this point, I know you have it in you to fight the good fight. If you still care enough to be listening to my voice talking about these detrimental issues to society that most people don't care about. They don't care about keeping up with these things. And I don't blame them because it's very hectic. And the system that has been created is very complicated and complex. But if you have been listening so far, you care. You are strong enough to fight the good fight. So fight the good fight because. Please, please, my black ass, if democracy crumbles, my black ass is going to be the first one in trouble and we cannot have it. No. No, no, no. Nope. 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 So reach into your heart. Reach into your soul. Call your people. Tell them to get on their jobs. Call your representatives, your senators. Get out to vote yourself. Tell people to vote. Run for office yourself. Fight the good fight. Who's going to fight if we don't? Because the people behind us, the people who live before us, they did their due diligence. They battled for us to get where we are today. And you really think we're going to let an orange? And so Republicans take that away from us after all that we've been through. And this man tried to do a coup. And you think we're going to let him? No, no, not not on the soil of where John Lewis And Martin Luther King walks Nope, nope Nope, y'all Better go fight the good Fight We're gonna take a break And we're gonna come back with our Zach Excellence segment of the week Where we talk about a beautiful black person Who has trailblaze society And I'm so excited for that one because I just love it I love that segment so Yeah, do what y'all need to do Do what we need to do as young people So that When we have kids, we have something to give to them. We have some type of country to give to them. So we'll be right back. far so hood is back after that that very very great value ted talk like topic we just had to go through because it's things that must be discussed and are often overlooked and also often overlooked are the beautiful black people in this society Which is why I have this segment called Zach Excellence, which is when I... This is my stuff. Like, So today's Star Study Zach Excellence Award goes to Dr. Kismikia Corbett, who is praised as the lead scientist behind the Moderna vaccine. And she is a beautiful black woman. And I don't know if people know about this. And it's often very insulting, like, when people don't want to get the... I just call it the VV. People don't want to get the VV. And it's like, don't insult your sister like that, because little do people know there is a black woman who's on the front line of one of these vaccines. And she is an American viral immunologist. She was born in Hurdle Mills, North Carolina, and she attended both the University of Maryland and North Carolina. So, girl, she went to school. She went to school. She went to school. And due to her going to so much school, she has, she is the expert on the front lines of the global race against this Pandora's box that we've been in. And she is someone who will go down to history as one of the key players in developing the the science that could end this Pandora's bread. And these are words from Dr. Fauci. So... In the United States, we know this has affected black, Native American and Latino, Latino Americans at higher rates because of racism and historical segregation. So this is just very instrumental and groundbreaking to me that a black woman who just succeeded is going to go down in history as someone who really is going to help us get out of this Pandora box. Like, wow, we really going to get out of this. And now she has taken a spot at um Harvard Chan School of Public Health, where she has taken a spot as the assistant director, assistant professor at the Department of Immunology and Infectious Diseases. So... Girl has a job. Girl the made history. Girl is beautiful. She is Zach Excellence of the Week. And that is beautiful. I love my black people. I love my sisters. I love my brothers. So if you have enjoyed today's show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review. Do all that. Do all that so hard. Do all that so hard. Follow me on Instagram at Zach underscore iconic underscore Thomas. Follow so far, hood, so far So Hood at the So Far So Hood Show on Instagram. That's all it is So Far So Hood Show. And be sure to check out the website. So thank you. Please check in next week so that we can make sure our lives stay so far so hood. Stay blessed. I love you and farewell.